Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Non-Essential Workers Podcast, offering podcast where we take a week off and get injured and then come back at some point to do the news. I'm Alex. I'm Aiden. I'm Jason. This is Jason's week. Hi. How you doing, Jason? Y'all ready for this? So everything is sucked shit over the last two weeks. Uh, we basically learned that we're going to lose abortion rights and that basically every other right fought for over the last century is on the table. So it's a good uh, good backdrop for our articles. It's going to be an uplifting week, yeah. Yeah, good times, great oldies. All right, where do I want to start? Do I want to start? I'm going to start with some frontier justice. This is from Yahoo News. The owner of a South Dakota hotel said she was banning native people. Tribal leaders quickly issued the hotel a trespassing notice, citing an 1868 treaty. Now that is how you reverse Uno someone. I was about to say they had that they had that reverse Uno card just in their back pocket, huh? For the moment, someone started the trifle on tribal. Yeah, they land. called John Cena to come out and give her the people's elbow, or whatever. Listen, I know all they were really trying to do was get Elizabeth Warren to leave, but this is too much. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Isn't the indigenous population of South Dakota pretty substantial? Would you really want to just ban all business of that kind? Yeah, all the Dakotas, Oklahoma, there's so many middle of the country states that are still filled with fairly sizable Native American populations. But look, conservatives are feeling themselves right now. They're they're loud and proud and out about their being evil, and they're flaunting it. I could have sworn that this was struck down in like the 50s in some sort of court decision. Of, of course. So? Yeah. <laughs> I guess the news doesn't travel fast in the Dakotas. Invoke the, the right of Mount Rushmore at the John Wayne Hotel for Babyus Corpus. Like, yeah, they just they get fucked. Like, like, I love this one. It's like, it, listen, when the judge says with all due haste, I think they meant sooner than 70 years. <laughs> it, it, I can't wait for the for the the you know governor to be like, all right, we're re um, segregating our schools. We we know the Supreme Court's going to get to it. We're just getting ahead of the curve. It's causing at the, rate, at the rate we're going. That's not a joke in like two years. I, I'm not joking. Like that's the tragedy. Is yeah. my the problem is as we've been hosting, we've been running the show for um, soon a year. Like jokes we made, like I was making jokes about Cuomo early on. Like those things are becoming reality, but bad. So that's just the world we're in. I'm just predicting the horrible fates, and they're happening. How could we have done this? Yeah, it's our fault. We manifested it all. I don't. What like? So the premise of this is that the, the native tribes decided to own these idiots. Like, is that what they're saying? I mean, it's all symbolic. I don't think anyone actually. I don't think anything legal happened, but the idea is, you know, I don't like Native Americans. Fuck you, you can't come to my business. And some some chief was like, fuck you, bitch. Get off my land. Call Hatchet Man. Yeah, it's just the, 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 the tone of this headline is very much like a New York Times, like, get owned, chud. Like, yeah. like this kind of, the world still has justice because of a bizarre, nonsensical legal approach to it, a serious problem. All right. Well, Abraham Lincoln called and he said that you. It's, it's, yes, it's a, it's a Seinfeld bit. It's, yeah. The jerk store called. They ran out of South Dakota hotel owners. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's right. Going, going next. This from CNN. 
opinion, the most dangerous person in the world, a young man who's broken alone. I feel personally slighted by this article headline. How about you guys? It's a lot of dangerous people in the world, apparently. I I wonder how empathetic an article this is. Is it just like a rehash of the like the the uh, incels are coming to kill us, or is it going to be a genuine? Well, this is an image of the guy who wrote the article. The funny thing is the the tag on that image is this guy's a host of a show called No Mercy No Malice on CNN Plus, a service that is now defunct because CNN Plus came and went within like two weeks because no one watched it. Probably because this fucking five head was on there. No mercy, no malice? Well, this article is filled with malice, so... uh... Usually those things are mutually exclusive. You either feel empathy for people or you don't. This is like, no empathy, no no problems. I, I just, I don't understand that title. We will nail down to the truth. We will be like a dog with a bone, but we'll do it politely the whole time. Yeah. No one's feelings will get hurt. Um, I mean... Sociopathy with a human face. Exactly. I feel there's, like... There's, a few people will get that. There's almost certainly... I mean, either... Yeah, this is like another just kind of dunking on, on incels and lonely shit posters, or it's the other kind of awful, which is like a, a more liberal twist on like Jordan Peterson's yes. self-help bullshit. I've been vaguely looking over this article. Oh, this guy is just like based lib Jordan Peterson. That made me throw up in my mouth. He's just Peterson with enough testosterone that he's gone bald instead of not. So here's his three piece of advice that he ends the entire article with. Uh, start making money. We live in a capitalist society. The way to make a lot of money is just by starting to make some. Good advice. You just make money. Just do oh, it. Oh, that's helpful. So here's advice number two. Get super strong. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Uh, three, get out there. Church groups, softball leagues, riding class, whatever. Whatever the fuck. Get the fuck out of your house. Meet all those young single women in church commit in 2022. To, <laughs> commit to meeting people and, quite frankly, try to have sex. Isn't this literally what he's... What he's saying is the problem is like all these like incel losers who are like groping people and hate women. Go try to have more sex. At least it wasn't clean up your room. Yeah, at least it's slightly less, you know, patronizing. Well, no, that's that's it by zero. That comes before everything. Yeah. So once you're done reading Peterson's garbage, watch my garbage. It doesn't exist anymore. It's like yeah. it's like if Brock Sampson was giving advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is embarrassing. I'm. Well, you just need to get out there and get buff. Let the girls come to you. I'm sorry I shared this. We're moving on. Uh, Gotta put the vibe out there. Crush that speak, softball. Speaking of bad men, I know he's been having a bad week. Madison Cawthorn. And by week you mean life? <laughs> it's from the Daily Beast. Fired Madison Cawthorn aide files workplace complaint. Quote, he's just a bad person. <laughs> Survey says that is correct. I just love how matter of fact it is. He's, yeah. he's just bad. Yeah, that, that's unambiguously true. You, you've done it. But this also comes on the heels. I don't know if you guys have heard about it or not. Uh, but a video has been released about him. You heard about this video? Yes, I have chosen not to watch it, but yes. Well, neither have I, but I, I watched Chabo talking. I haven't even heard of it, so... Uh... <laughs> Uh, 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 he's doing man stuff with his cousin. I'll, just, I'll put it that way. Oh, 
hey, but this guy told him to get out there and have sex, so it's like some he did it. Being slapped on you ever hanging with your bros and you and you teabag them and you stick your dick in their mouth? All right. So thoughts on Madison Cawthorn's like life <laughs> imploding as the Republicans scramble to do something about him, but he's probably going to win the next eight million elections he's in. So, so all those girls at college that he was sexually assaulting was just a warm up to say he was not gay. <laughs> Is that what we're getting towards? Like he was doing a beard of sexual assault. No, sometimes you just you know homosexual and 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 straight. Oh, What's the big deal? Yeah, somewhere on the he's he's actually very progressive. He's on the spectrum of gender and sexual preference anyone can non-consensually get it yeah it's just so full of alpha that you can yeah. i mean the slip the so is his cousin <laughs> the slip stop that's crazy the slip of stuff that's come out in like the last three weeks about him thing after thing is just it's like the most obvious attempt to absolutely crush him for stepping out of line I uh, feel like they're trying to get him to kill himself, but oh, he's yeah. not because he's insane. So he'll, he's just like, I have no shame. I'll just, I'll just sit in this mess and I'll just like deal with it. But they're trying to get him to do the. They're trying to like Al Franken, he's dignified walk out. He's like, no, why? You, yeah. you, you, you taught me to not ever give in, to never give up, to never surrender and apologize. Yeah. So I'm just gonna sit in this stink. This is Thermopylae. Well, he's already young and alone. Maybe if they can break him. And he keeps bringing guns on planes. Yeah, he's really, he's like a world star hip hop. Like, he's like, he's like one of these fucking young rappers with like 800 tattoos on their face. He just has that kind of like young, dumb oh, they're trying to... energy. <laughs> I don't... All right. Uh, let's move to pop culture a little bit. This is one of my only actually kind of paired articles, so just deal with it. Deal with it. From Insider. Disappointing photos show what Coachella is like in real life. Yeah, I actually read that one. And then from MSNBC. Coachella Hell. The invisible suffering behind music's hottest festival. And it's like, don't you know that we should be upset about the slavery, the you know slave labor that goes involved in setting up all of these massive events? It's like, yeah. And? Yeah, Coachella didn't pay it. their bribes to whatever fucking organization advertises things in the media because, holy shit, was that a brutal coverage of their festival. Isn't it useful when everyone's like, did you know the Olympics is bad because it's built on wage slavery? It's like, yeah, we get it. We know. We're not going to do anything about it. We don't care. We want to watch the, 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 the sport ball. We don't care how many people you bury alive in the stadium. Give me the sport ball. I want to see the man with the big marshmallow head stand at a big table and make loud noises. I don't care about the slavery involved. Wait, what? I'm referencing a DJ. And and just the, the trajectory from Dead Mouse on of like all and you know, Daft Punk of all these like absurd looking artists. Right. Heard about marshmallow more and more head. ridiculous masks to making music for young people to go do drugs to. Well, apparently Coachella is not a good place to go do drugs to because you can't even get within a mile of the place to see the fucking performers to do your drugs. And you'll probably die or get raped. Well, the article, the first one that I've actually read is basically just like, here's how bad the conditions of the porta potties were. Uh, here's the hot dogs that cost $26 a piece. You know, here's the uh, basically like weird 
un unpleasant people who may or may not be hobos that you have to share the lawn with kind of vibe. It was like a really weird, almost like user review of how unpleasant it is to go to this concert. It's like they really are trying to live, live up to the reality of what Woodstock was like. Garbage. Well, yeah, but like, it's just, it's like, does anyone not know that that's what it's like to go to a free live festival? Yes, because as we've talked about a lot, like, to me, when I first read the headline, disappointing photos show what Coachella's really like, reminds me of all the photos I've seen on like Instagram and all these social media platforms, which make it look amazing. And all the celebrities are there. They're having so much fun. And the lighting is amazing. It looks like a goddamn comic book because it's fake. It's filtered. It's, it's, it's modified. It's not real life. And so, you know, we've talked about this with the episode on like, what is, how does the technology and the industry of, of internet modify capital and like hyper accelerate in weird ways? And to me, this is one of the ways. When you actually get on the ground and you see what Coachella's really like, yeah, it sucks. You're at a festival where there's way too many people and everything's expensive and everything flows. But in our imagined reality, also known as social media, everything seems great. And we market each to ourselves to each other as everything's great. We present these lies that are convenient and make us feel better about ourselves and our experiences. And then when you actually get there, you're like, oh, oh, right. It's real life. You know, there's definitely the social media effect of like you only show the top five good photos and not the 50 shitty ones. I don't know. I, mean, I haven't gone to a lot of like music festivals because it's just not important enough to me. But have, have you guys gone to ones that are like that don't turn out that way? That aren't filled with filth and lack of space and lack of parking and everything's expensive? No, I have. I have been to a couple, and they were all they all suck balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's fun to be there with friends, but it's like it's just going to like a even hotter, noisier, sweatier like. Um, like county fair you know it's like the same vibe yeah. you're just standing in mud and there's not even like um fried bread and uh milkshakes to get you know it's all booze and people on ecstasy so i'm not surprised uh i think it's very funny that insider just dedicated a whole article to how shitty the experience is um second one sounds more substantive though obviously i haven't read it but um yeah. it's also like like Burning Man, I, I get, you know, it's like part of the transcendent experience that they're going for. Like, why is Coachella held in, in the middle of the desert? Not in the middle, but, you know, in, in like a desert valley. That's just like a recipe for misery. Like, it's something that's already going to be superheated by bodies. It's so, so to maximize the human suffering. It's only, it's, it's like a, it's like a Catholic philosophy. Only I assume it was to like not have to follow the law. <laughs> or something right like it's like yeah, holding you know something waters. yeah an international desert no one's gonna try to fuck you know stop us from doing all those drugs if it's 30 miles from the nearest civilization all the cops will pass out on the way there i've, yeah. I've never gone to a big music festival like this i've only gone to normal concerts yeah but i did in my last year of college go to this big dumb embarrassing concert that was held on the mall in dc mm -hmm. and it was it sucked i'm sitting there's thousands of people we're all sitting there like we're guy having a goddamn picnic it was very embarrassing. It was just, it was just bad. Yeah, I mean, they're designed to be enjoyed through substance abuse. I think that's really the the thing. I think that's what I was missing. Yeah, because like you know, when I was in college, everyone would just toke up every fucking day whenever they wanted to listen to music. So I, I was missing at least half of that experience. <laughs> and you know, you'd see like a giant weed cloud forming above the hill that they're listening to it on, and it kind of had a, a life of its own. 
All right. Well, pe- speaking of people who may or may not have toked and or blazed at one point in their life. From the Hill, Biden has told Obama he's running again. He told Obama that Obama is going to run again. Kingmaker like Obama has been informed by ancient Biden that <laughs> Biden will somehow live to see another term, apparently. Don't worry, he won't remember he said it. But 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 oh but but you know, uh worm worm tongue Obama, Kingmaker who, you know, has all the who's the, the brainchild of the Democratic Party decides who wins and who loses. So he's told Obama he's running again. Ancient fade and informs worm tongue he will remain king a little longer. <laughs> You know how Biden calls everyone Jack? Do you think he calls Obama Black Jack? <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be funny. Probably doesn't, but um, yeah, that I mean, I'm not surprised to hear him say it. I don't. That, what we will see when the day comes in two years. I uh, and in two years I will ride down this mountain <laughs> and blind the ox and fuck yeah. you up. Wait for the dawn. No, the thoughts on Obama and his role in the Democratic Party and why we should give a fuck that the Hill thinks we care what Obama thinks about a thing he's been told. I think Democrats are just looking for someone to talk about who they have any kind of fondness or memory for or thought of as competent anyway. Yeah, but isn't it tragic that, like, I don't know, I think Biden's been better than Obama so far. <laughs> I mean, Obama was basically whitewashed, like, in the sense that his his misdeeds were largely overlooked uh during his own term so like unlike most presidents he didn't even have to like wait for history to kind of redeem him through the the malaise of bullshit he was basically covered for immediately for his bullshit so you pretty much had two choices you could be like a center-right hawk who says obama could do nothing wrong or you were a far-right chud who said he was evil because he was a black man so I don't know. Like we're, we've entered this bizarre era when it's basically impossible to correctly criticize Obama for anything, unless you want to assume you're like ever make everyone think you're a Trump guy or some sort of loon or some kind of communist. Well, yeah, but like they they may as well not exist as far as most of the fucking media coverage is concerned. Bernie was some sort of strange aberration as we drifted into you know Stalinism. But yeah, like having Obama, who has no logical purpose whatsoever as someone who can't run for president again and has no other ambitions beyond that politically, having him be the kingmaker in this regard is very much like a monarchical, you know, some sort of other absolutist system of rule that has nothing to do with democracy and the invocation of like the Pope passing the baton kind of thing. I mean, people shouldn't be surprised when you think about who are some of the most powerful families in this country. The, the Kennedys, the Obamas, the Clintons, the Bushes. Like, we don't have a normal democracy. We have a pseudo-feudal system where we basically just keep electing kings of, and their descendants. All right, well, speaking about Bernie Sanders... Well, it looked like, looked like Ed might as well. Oh, go ahead. I just... just yeah, I mean, it's also just an example of the... of, like, the... at least as they feel necessary maintenance of of media liberal media to kind of keep propping up this idea that there are still like austere statesmen with with legacies that, that need to be respected and and can be kingmakers it's like obama as we unfortunately saw during the, the, the run-up to the last election does still have influence but like 
bad influence bad influence exactly it's not like like they're pictured you know as or, or portrayed i mean as stewards um at least on the democratic side but really they they just kind of like outside of, of elections they just kind of duck in from time to time almost stochastically it feels like to cause chaos and the rest of the time they're just using that to get book deals and obama's the joker yeah. finally yeah. those pictures are relevant I, Obama's choice, like choices, haven't been surprising, but it's like it, it, I think that like his behavior and the ways that he's chosen to interact and wield his influence, both for his own benefit and to affect um, the Democratic Party, which is also to his benefit in many cases, or the benefit of his ideology, uh, has really been like as you said, Alex. There was such cover for him um, yeah. during his presidency that it's like. I feel like stripped of that, if anyone were paying attention, which, you know, most people aren't paying attention to what Obama does these days, except for when he releases his favorite uh, albums and songs of the last year. Um, it gives, like, it very transparently shows what kind of person he, he is and where his priorities have always lain. I mean, he's, he's like a toxic ex, right? Like, he he gaslit you during the relationships that you thought that they were the best thing you, you ever had. And even when they're gone, there's this constant revisionism that's like, Maybe maybe I want them back in my life. It's like no, no, you don't. Most you very much do not. And yet, because of how fucking dog shit Trump was, everyone's just like, remember when uh, you know best on, best hey. girl Obama was there? And it's like no, <laughs> no. I mean, I, technically yes, I do remember, but no, that you're wrong. <laughs> but that's I mean, of course, obviously, when you have like uh, like a complete absolute catastrophe like Trump, they're just clinging for anything that says like the world isn't plunging into catastrophe by pointing to someone who could at least be erudite while doing evil. But it doesn't matter. It's the past. Like, no amounts of appealing to the past affect the future. It doesn't matter if, like, things were chill under Clinton. We live in the world now, and the world now is not good. Well, yeah, but when you're, when you're, the, when you're the, you know, press agencies for a specific party, and almost all media at this point has become, like, democratic press, as long as it's anti-Trump, uh, it's like, well, what do we appeal to, right? Well, we can't appeal to you know, FDR era stuff because we're not doing it anymore. We can't appeal to, uh, you know, the opposition to a war because we basically start those too. Um, let's just say, you know, Obama was competent. He was good. He gave you health care or whatever. You know, like they're just trying to basically say, hey, uh, these are the good ones. These are the ones who did the thing for you. Could you do it, please? Vote for those guys. That's but what I, it feels like. I just don't care about political marketing. I just want good things to happen. I don't care about, like, I don't need to be sold the product i just want the product to be good yeah that's true i mean that's the, the correct the idea that policy is not just about making laws and changing things to to improve the lives of people it, they forgot what politics is politics is not is not about having nostalgia for people you think are cool and famous and rich politics is about materially improving people's lives who or which people is the crux but it's not about like feeling good it's about doing good. And yeah, and with Obama, about... it's neither. I certainly don't feel good when we talk about Obama. He feels good when we do. Right. I mean, Obama just loves this, the spotlight, but every time I remember that feeling of betrayal and, and pathetic defeat, it really doesn't rouse wonderful memories. All right, well, we're going to go to the Hill and see what they have to say about who's really in charge of politics. From the Hill. I don't know who this is or if it's like a shortening of their name or they're just weird. Haved. Whatever the fuck that means. 
Bernie Sanders, one of the most powerful politicians in the world. I know we just got off a rant saying about who the real kingmakers are and when geriatrics are running for president again, and we just got off one of the most odious presidents of all time, but didn't you know the most important actual person is Bernie Sanders? In the world? In the world. Zawardo. I know the Philippines just elected the kid of their worst dictator ever, and I, and I know that France almost just lost control to a fascist, and I know that we're about to lose abortion rights, and, like, Europe is turning fascist in real time. But, but you know who really has the most power? Bernie Sanders. I don't, I don't want to spoil this one, but I, I just wanted to know who Haft was. But that kind of spoils this one, because apparently he's a former campaign manager for Sanders. So at least, it seems at least possible yeah. that this is positive rather than so negative. So we just try to pretend? Like, no, it's, just, it's still good. We can, we can salvage this. No, we can't. Maybe? I don't know. I mean, if this article came out two or four years ago, or, you know, or six years ago, if maybe. If Bernie's influence was so powerful that it's, like, led to all these reactionaries fighting because they know it's on the horizon, then that's not good. Then that means we're getting, we're, we're like, accelerating towards annihilation because people are afraid that a socialist might come in charge one day. I mean, if he's so powerful, why didn't he win? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of course, that that's what underlies all of it. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I mean, like, like you could definitely say he's, he's like the most powerful leftist in America. Maybe you could make an argument for, or he's been an incredible spokesman um, for the left or for pro progressive causes. But most powerful politicians from someone familiar with him. Right. Literally coming off of another Hill article in which Obama basically single handedly scuttled Bernie's run for president. Right. And I mean, I don't I don't want to, like, reduce all leftist activism to just electoral politics, because I think that that isn't always the way. But like, if you're going to say most powerful politicians as opposed to most powerful, you know, left wing activists or something, well, politicians only really have one heuristic, which is that they achieve the office they're seeking so that they can do things. And, and they then have a legislative accomplishment. Right. Like, I look, I, I, I was with Sanders both times and I would be a third if that's what it took. But like, I don't know what power is left to a movement that has been so thoroughly fucked over and marginalized successfully by their main opposition, which is the Democratic Party. Exactly. How in, in under what definition of powerful and power can be used here to say he's the most powerful? Power is, power is the ability to do things. Power in the context of pol politics usually means the power to make people do things they wouldn't want to do otherwise to help people. He has zero power. I mean, it depends on the definitions, right? Like, they might be doing some esoteric thing that's like he caused tremendous societal reorganization or He's the most served. He's the most known. He's got the most popular. He's the most right. supported. But that doesn't mean dick. Well, right, and that's not, like, as I said, the way you'd want to talk, say is, like, you know, one of the most competent or effective left-wing organizers. Or influential or, or, or you activists. know, known. Yeah, but by saying politician, it's just kind of like, that's not the me metric by which you measure success for a politician. The metric is, did you achieve power, and then did you wield it to achieve good outcomes? And he can't quite get there on either of those things because he didn't get enough power to get enough outcomes. Which sucks. Like, I wish he did, but... He didn't. And it's not even like on him. I mean, the American system was so heavily rigged against him for so many reasons, including things that have nothing to do with the Constitution, just like the status quo of our current bipartisan consensus against him. But like, come on, like at a certain point, you know, 
okay, Hillary won the popular vote, Gore won the popular vote, they didn't become president. So it's, it's, it's not a question of whether the things were done right. They weren't. It's just a question of outcomes. You wouldn't say that Al Gore was the most powerful president we ever had. He never got to sit in the seat. It's, it's different to say that someone got robbed than to say, you know, and that they deserved the power than to say they actually took the power. I just don't understand why you would, you'd argue that someone who was essentially crushed by right-wing forces within his own party is doing so well and is so powerful. I mean, I would argue like someone like AOC is more powerful than him at this point. Because at least she has a future where she might achieve those things. And it's it kind of strangely, I think, yeah, yeah, it, it feeds into like a an expectation that yeah, electoralism is the answer um, for leftism in, yeah. in in America, which it most certainly is not. And even if you wanted to believe that, we're not anywhere near the position where we need to be in terms of who we have in office for that to be the case. So to kind of propagate this myth is a uh, an interesting choice. And and you know, I'm not going to be hard on this person because I'm sure they have enormous admiration for Bernie Sanders, and that's probably very much coloring their, their narrative. But I think it is, it is, as we've well described now, far from the truth. Right. I don't really care how they feel. They're objectively wrong on the metrics they presented. Yeah, well, cause, yeah, because they're using the wrong terms. They didn't say, like, I like him the most. Right. He's the it's most not, popular. Right. It's not Bernie's my fave. It's yeah. He's not the most powerful. No. I mean, if I said, you know, Assy McGee is the most powerful television show on the world, it's like, no, it's just, this is not the case, right? Like, those, I'm just not using the right terms then. All right. Well, we're going to move to a similar gaslighting, but from a different aspect of our country. This from CNBC. Warren Buffett rips Wall Street for turning the stock market into, quote, a gambling parlor. Fuck I'm off. Going to become the Joker. <laughs> gonna go blow Murray away. <laughs> I mean, hold the gall. The gall to say something like this. The problem's not capitalism, it's a crony capitalism. They turn they turned it in. How could they have done this to my boy, my beautiful boy, the stock market? How'd they turn it into a gambling parlor? Back in my day, only five extremely powerful firms could gamble on money. It's yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's the same. It, it's a the same narrative once again that we've have wove through this episode so far. It's all about like this idea of aesthetic decorum and an old guard having power, meaning things that are doing better. That democracy, and in this case, financial markets and financial systems are healthier and more equitable and safer. No, fuck you. You you just you got it earlier. Now you're you're just sitting back in your golden throne. Why everyone thinks you're a charming old man because you drink one Coke a day and give like a billion dollars away every 10 years. It, it's 2002. You walk to a Hummer dealership and buy a Hummer H2, which gets like five miles to the gallon. California passes some new emissions regulation. You go, how could they have turned my car into a gas guzzler? What the fuck are you talking about? It was always a gas guzzler. It was always absurd. It was always a terrible idea. It never should have been purchased. It never should have been set up this way. The idea that you can you can pretend that our current financial woes are, are because of bad behavior by like a couple bad brokers who have turned this once noble institution into a gambling parlor, which once again is coded with like weird racial undertones. And Christian uh, right, like, weird shit, yeah. Oh, I can't believe they've turned my my alcohol but you know, Budweiser business into into a 
moonlight. What, what do they call it? Moonshine. Like it's this. It's it's not some fucking illicit industry. It's always been this evil. Uh, yeah, maybe, well, the burlesque of Wall Street. Uh, there, there's this bizarre moralizing language coming from someone who, at 91 years old, and who has only ever made his money from playing gambling on Wall Street. I don't know, like. His whole thing is I'm the best gambler. Is it a senile moment or is he this cynical? Like you have to wonder because cynical. It's cynical. For fuck's sake! Like when was the when was Wall Street anything other than a gambling parlor? What is this time period he's imagining when it was like just dignified men putting in an honest day's work to make billions of dollars at other people's expense? (laughs) An honest day's work at the gambling mines. Yeah. I went in and I, I put in, you know, my I clocked in and I took the sweat of other men's brow through honest work. Pa, I have dividend lung. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For fuck's sake. Like, I, before this motherfucker was born, this is what Wall Street was. The, the so canary in there is giving out trade secrets. Yeah, it's the toy. All right, so uh, we all agree, fuck Warren Buffett. Um, Jesus Christ. There's another good joke one I want to go to. All right, this one's good. Jimmy Buffett says that the commercialization of music has gone too far. Right. I can't believe they turned it into a... <laughs> Fuck's sake. The sleazy industry. Hamburgers have gone too far. All right. This from my favorite news source, PC Gamer. <laughs> NFT board ape marketplace gets hacked. People lose millions in ape pictures. We did it. We've done it. We've well, killed it. The good news is the value of those apes is declining, so their losses are declining. Yeah, but the money they gave to get it isn't declining. That's inflating. That's what they get for going into a gambling parlor. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just imagine like a boat with all the. I mean, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, it's the end of World War II, and like Nazis are leaving with famous yeah. art and like gold, and then the boat gets like, or the train gets shot or like blown up. Yeah, it's the, the horrible train movie. Yeah, yeah, or the boat gets sunk, and you could just see like an NF, a, an ape image in a big. Uh, uh, like frame melting and burning away, like I just I so want these to die. This is such good news. I I would, yeah. I mean, interest in them has has absolutely tanked, which is wonderful to see. But I would I would love to meet someone who is like just on a twist in the last article that, that we talked about. Like their problem is that they've turned ape pictures, like art of cartoon apes, into a into a gambling thing. Like they've they've ruined the sanctity <laughs> yeah. of so primate art. You wouldn't download an ape, right? You assign <laughs> rarities and like drop rates. You just make it loot boxes, but it's yeah. like ape boxes. And do you get like the fancy ape with an erection, or do you get like the normal ape scratching his ass with his eyeballs flying out? I or I, there was something going on the internet that was like I didn't look into what it was, but it was another form of ape NFTs, not bored apes or whatever. But it was excited apes. A tweet was like, "You aren't getting it, people. If you give two slurps to your ape picture, you can get three apes out of it." Two slurps? Yeah. What does that even mean? I don't know, and I didn't look into it. But they're trying to—they're trying to get there. They're just trying to get back to loot boxes, I think. (laughs) Is this—is this code language? Are we back to the like gay closeted cousin thing? Evolved apes. They—they—they change as you slurp them. Yeah, do I want to know what slurp means in this context? Because I feel oh like I don't. God. All the kids are slurping their apes these days. <laughs> Yo, dog, you get Stacy to slurp your ape. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Oh, man. I feel like we're going back evolutionarily and recreating the bridge species between yes. man, man and its ancestors in Bored Ape. Our brain cut, got too big for our bridges, so we're just devolving at like 8 billion times the rate, becoming right. imbeciles again. Just like the value of these pictures. We've all become imbecile. Oh, Christ. All right, where's the next troll one? Here we go. <laughs> From the San Francisco... Don't show them how the sausage is made. <laughs> the San Francisco gate. Remember that uh, like Canadian convoy of mad truckers? Sure. Yeah. And it would like spin, evolved into the people's convoy of now, now they're like Maoists. We're the people's convoy. <laughs> driving around America getting mad. So, inept people's convoy chased out of Bay Area by egg throwing kids. Finally, some f- good fucking food. F- finally, egg throwing kids do something right by the world. Right, the, the, these, the kids TP'd the, car, the people's convoy and they got scared and went, went back home. Trucker steps in burning dog shit left outside his door. Gets <laughs> shoes ruined. Chaotic this convoy trucker up. crashes into giant boulder put on sidewalk to displace, displace homeless people. <laughs> so stupid. Why is there even an American convoy? Like, I'm sorry. The Canadian one was stupid, but at least they had a thing to complain Could, about. They were, compl- they were complaining about having to get vaccinated. Fair enough. You're an idiot. You want to die. You want to kill all these complaining about getting, you know, getting vaccinated. There's no vaccine mandate in the U.S. Why are they trucking? Because because we've all because now in America there's like a mental vaccine. We've all been inoculated to the evil of Moloch. Because all these people are insane. They've lost their marbles, and now they've lost their eggs. And they really desperately need an egg in this trying time. I mean, you know, we fucked up when America is knocking off a Canadian thing. Yeah, where our current populism. Is aping 2016 populism of our own creation, but it's somehow worse. All right, where am I going next? Oh, here's a good callback. Here's a new source I've never heard of. It's just called bicycling. Oh, that's nice. I like that. So for bicycling, driver posts video of himself rolling coal on cyclists. (laughs) (laughs) And and is surprised by the backlash. We can't ever be surprised because we know all about rolling coal. Is that right, boys? But is that even a thing you could do unless you specifically, like, engineered a fucking trap in your muffler? They've done it. Everyone's doing it. He thought he was going to post on Facebook, here's me rolling cold giving people cancer. Driver, just, like, just like my favorite television show hosts did, and they didn't get in trouble. Oh, wait. Driver who pr- presses the, like, Batmobile button to shoot cow drops <laughs> on the back of their car, surprised by the, the police arrest. Austin Power, you know, James Bond posts a video yeah. of him eject the ejection seat, launching right. a villain, surprised by the backlash on social media. Yeah. But footage surfaces of Santa tossing elves down lit chimney. <laughs> Getting canceled. Backlash against this is can- yeah, this is cancel culture. Clear cause and effect. Slave owner whipping his slaves on their backs, surprised by the backlash. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I, I, I don't, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. <laughs> this is it, an illegal act that's also incredibly aggressively shitty to people. I don't dangerous. know what the fuck. But everyone's doing. They're, everyone's doubling down. It's like spreading like a virus. Coal, ep- the rolling coal epidemic is, is upon us. This climate, though, all this backlash. I don't, right. I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, Person like, shooting neighbor dead, surprised by the controversy. Hey, the fucking two, the dead father and son who killed him out of Arbery were surprised at the backlash. 
Yeah. I'm sorry, officer. I didn't know I couldn't do that. All right. I feel, uh, I feel like what's going to come out of here is like some some bill to eliminate bike lanes for the safety of bikers. No, it's no, going to be a rolling coal only lane and a biking. Uh-huh. California is yeah. going to pass a law like making rolling coal illegal, and then people are going to get all up and arms like, "We got to leave California on mass." We're gonna go to Austin. We're gonna give each other cancer. We're gonna inhale coal and protest. Right? Yeah, we're gonna shoot our balls. We're gonna burn some Nikes and <laughs> and put our faces on our muffler on our exhaust pipes. Something yeah. positive will come out of it. All right. Back to CNN. This is as we're kind of getting back into the serious because we've been talking about this a lot the last few days, uh, mostly in the reference to. Uh, Governor DeSantis basically like eliminating tax benefits and self-governing for the Disney Corporation yep. in Florida. Yeah. So this is from CNN. GOP politicians are choosing anti-wokeness over friendliness to big business. And we've identified this as probably the biggest ideological shift amongst conservatives in America is for the longest time, conservatives had this monopoly on business friendliness, lowering, low, you know, lowering tax ben- uh, costs on businesses, lowering the needs of them to provide <laughs> services and goods for their people, limiting, you know, not limiting who they could choose to give service to. But, you know, we, we look at Reagan as like the ultimate linker between business-friendly people and like religious people, where I think a lot of this anti-wokeness kind of first germinated. And now, where the Democratic Party is trying to be the most business-friendly, the Republican Party is like recarving itself its self-identity as, well, we don't really care about business anymore. We're kind of becoming like weird populists in some ways. But the biggest thing is this culture war for our soul and the moral fabric of America, not actually the economics of it. So I, I thought it'd be worth discussing a little more. Yeah, I mean, it's this is the logical consequence of the triangulation of third-way Democrats, which is when they become the Republicans, the Republicans have to find new things to talk right, about. Right, they have to find new ground. So ultimately, the only accomplishment that the Democrats achieve when they try to triangulate to become just slightly less evil Republicans is pushing the Republicans further right so they can distinguish themselves. So they're both as far right as the meter can go on economics, so they have to do something else, and they have to invent things to talk about so that they're not actually different. And that means, you know, they have to really ramp up either the fascism or the explicit racist or xenophobic pitches, or they have to ramp up the, uh, you know, homophobia, or they have to ramp up the sexism, or all of those things. You know, this has got me thinking, especially because when the whole row leak thing came out, it really made me think about this. Because I'm, 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 I'm curious about the timing. Do you think that, like, let's pretend Bernie won, and so now the big existential threat for, to conservatives is like having a socialist. Yeah, that would take top priority. What, what would go to the back burner is shit like abortion, even if they had the five four or whatever. Like to me. As you say, because the Democrats have already ceded all economic ground, this creates the chance for the for the Republicans to be like, all right, we'll accomplish our political ends, and our political ends are now all explicitly social. Like, yeah. I just wonder if if they didn't cede all that ground, we wouldn't be having this row issue now. Well, I mean, the Republicans win either way, right? Because the economic stuff was what they really cared about, and that's locked in. That's, as you say, like third rail because the Democrats have adopted it. But let's say so the- they can't. All they can do is gain ground. Like, they either gain ground on social issues or they don't, but they already have everything they care about locked in. But so my, why, why not get stupid? My point is, if the Democratic Party took itself seriously and in 2016 and 2020 actually articulated left positions and t- tried to swing the pendulum back to the left, do you think that would have 
delayed shit like this row thing. Because well, now the force would be, oh no, we have to fight for the third real economic stuff back. If you have a Bernie presidency, then you also have a packed Supreme Court. Mm. Because that's the only way to resolve the 6-3 bullshit that they're currently dealing with. So then they would really have trouble trying to cram this kind of shit through. But to be honest with you, if it wasn't a packed court, like let's say Bernie was trying to stay like centrist, like I don't want to touch institutions too much or else people will be furious with me. Well, then no, they would do it anyway. They don't give a shit. They'll, they'll take what they can get whenever channel they can get it. But I guess what I'm saying is this. The timing is weird. Like Republicans have been, been fighting for 50 years nearly to get Roe overturned. Literally the day Roe was made into law, Republicans were talking about here's our strategy to undo it. But my point is merely, like, this is on the Democrats. Because the Democrats have always known what the Republicans' goal was. So all they had to do was avoid letting Republicans get a solid majority in the in the court. So their only objective should have been, you know, force Mitch McConnell to let Obama's last guy through. Uh, like, not let Trump get two fucking people on the court. You know, like, make sure the fucking, uh, not Gorsuch, who's the drunk asshole guy? Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, not let him through. But, like, they they let this happen. The Democratic Party is why Roe v. Wade's going to be overturned. Look, they made they a calculated gambit. They made a calculated gambit that history will remember Obama's civility and decorum more than they remember the Democratic Party allowing abortion rights to be destroyed. It's just like, if you already know what your opponent's going to do, it's not even on them anymore because they've made themselves quit for 50 years. The only people who had a choice to change what the outcomes were going to be were going to be the Democrats, and they made the wrong choice. The fact that the Supreme Court hasn't been abolished for 50 years is a whole other issue, but that we are still in this ridiculous position where we have to let this council of decrepit shitheads decide whether we have basic human rights is already a failure of our entire political process. Like, to to this article's point, though, like, you you can regulate and charge money for abortions. This is business, you know, in a sense. This is a this is a commodity. They're choosing anti-wokeness. They're choosing annihilating rights that you could actually profit off of for the sake of their moral insane convictions. It's just I don't know. Like well, I mean, it makes a lot of money. Like this is madness that that just like everyone saw the writing on the wall. We know every move the, the Republicans were going to make. The Democrats made all the wrong moves every single time. Every chance they had, they fucked up. What we're, what we're also seeing is as business interests have become the only force that has any power in this, our society because they've been given or stolen all power through both wealth and, and coverage and clout. Well, okay. Well, who who's going to fight the wars? It's going to be the center-right businesses versus the far-right businesses, just like it's the center-right parties versus the far-right parties. Now it's just Disney has to be the the pro-LGBT company somehow, even though they dragged ass on even saying they were for it. And, and you know, they have to go battle fucking Chick-fil-A. Like, I, I, it doesn't mean anything. It's, it's just they everyone knows that the businesses are going to win no matter which fucking way you spin it. So everyone's press team is just talking privately about like which way they want to frame their business. But it's it's not even a longer about press. Like they're getting their uh anti-woke like culture war things accomplished. Roe is the number one you know cultural conflict issue to be fought and they're going to win it. And then they're going to go after gay marriage. Like yeah, but I don't know that this article in particular is just about Roe. I mean, I'm sure this is talking about that whole clash between all these states 
and their nutter Republican governors and, and you know, um, state congresses basically battling with corporations that don't want to be seen as collaborating with like fascists and just saying like, yeah, fuck our entire customer base. They thought we were, you know, woke to some degree because there's been this push by a bunch of corporations for the last decade or two to pretend as though they hold some sort of socially progressive values just because it's convenient for their public image. So you now that have these corporations. Right. Well, you have these corporations that are totally soulless and cynical, and they just say shit like that because they think they need to to maintain their you know market share and customer base. And you have them going up against totally soulless, evil politicians who actually either do care about these issues just on the wrong side or also don't care but think that it's useful for rallying their base. So it's just basically these soulless husks pretending to be in conflict because they each need to posture differently on these issues. But even if for them it's pretend conflict, for the politicians and the chuds out there, it's real conflict. Right. Like, you know, they've done the internal data, and I'm sure their sales do temporarily get a boost during Pride Month when they make their fucking Twitter icon Pride Flag. Like, this, they there are material outcomes that businesses like by engaging in what I guess people consider wokeness, even if it's, as you say, totally meaningless. But, like... The, but the the reaction to the wokeness, which once again is is totally hollow, is stronger and has had actual tangible outcomes, like the book banning, the book burning, the 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 total the insane state level changes about teaching and schooling and money and and, and like just like to me Roe is the is the is the top is the is like the Silmaril to be you know fought after. And they're just winning all these battles. And America, the American public's like, what's happening? Why is no one doing anything about this? Why are all these evil things happening? And the Democrats and the big business people are like, mm, whatever. We make our money. We don't give a fuck. Well, it's also not just big business and just not just politicians. I mean, the one you posted at the very beginning, you have a fucking hotel not letting in people for anti-woke reasons rather than for business reasons. People, people are increasingly cutting off their noses to spite their faces. Yeah, because you have a highly partisan, highly polarized society where people think that virtue signaling, that they're evil, is somehow more important than just doing making their fucking money, because they're not listening to the asshole who says you need to make your money and have sex. Like it's it's basically a battle between practicality and virtue signaling that you are bad, which apparently is good. I I don't know. I, I don't fully understand what like chud social media is like. And and what it mean like who you have to prove to that you're like repping anti wokeness? No, it's an oxymoron. But... It's an oxymoron. That's why it doesn't succeed. The only function of being a conservative of social media is to get triggered by and to trigger libs. Right. So right wing social media doesn't exist. Doesn't work because there's no one to antagonize. There's no one to fuck with and troll and to and to feel morally superior to. But you know, I I, I have a very strong suspicion that this headline is like, why would the state of Florida? want to take on a billion dollar debt just to fuck over disney right disney is stronger thing. than florida and it's like they don't want to they're just they didn't think that far ahead because DeSantis is an imbecile it's, it's not like this complicated it's not like it's not like oh like what master scheme it's like no he's dumb i, do, I don't agree on that though i don't think he is an imbecile i think this is a, it's a tactic that is succeeding but as you say like disney's stronger than florida and he's picking a fight with disney as the head of florida like he, he's not going to win that battle if he runs for president, he wins, he will. Fucking that, well, that's Trump, just dumping the battle on someone else. Trump took on CNN. People are like, what the fuck? Why is a candidate, like, slandering a news entity? It doesn't make any sense. And he fucking won. 
I don't think he beat CNN. I think Look, CNN's doing just fine. CNN is fucking no, it's not. CNN is struggling and it sucks. It's all no, it's always sucked. I'm not saying because Trump took it took it on. He like it's it's down and he's up. My point is, it's a new role for politicians, which is to no longer even make promises or guarantees to the voters. It's to tell the voters that you hate the things they hate. And it's like a new it's a new measurement by which we determine whether politicians were successful or not. Did they troll the people you like to troll? Yeah, that's what's leading to electoral victories now. I think it's, I think it's a more transient and more quickly expiring kind of political capital or electoral capital. But yeah, I mean, you know, you look at you look at um, favorability polling. And it, you know, it works in the short term. You know, we haven't seen like it's so fresh in its its extreme and widespread use that we haven't really seen how it fares out. Although we have actually, because there have been a few in in like last week, a few local elections where. People were trying that, and they GOP uh, candidates, and they, they completely got washed out by their opponents. So it is transient. I think DeSantis is just kind of trying to chain together a string of anti woke shit. I, I, I think it's less transient though. The higher up the hierarchy of politicians you go, yeah. So I think, as you say, on the local level, like people don't care, care in their town, but when they watch the national news and they think about like their senator or their governor, I think it matters much more there. Where they feel it's going to have more impact, you know, it doesn't matter if yeah. your local comptroller like drinks, you know, shoots their own piss into their arms to fight off COVID. Like, who cares? But when it when it be, when it's your entertainment, when it's your stories on TV and the internet, that's when I think this this, this these hooks sink sink in a lot more about being anti woke. I mean, and back to your back to the comments about the you know complete pathetic failure of the Democratic Party. I mean, you know. I saw today, unsurprisingly, for the eight millionth time in my lifetime, you know, comments by Pelosi very emotionally talking about how this country needs a return to the classic old strong Republican Party. I think that just kind of perfectly encapsulates where the Democratic Party has been at for years now. Right. They want an enemy. They're God making Satan saying we need a good Satan. They don't know if they're, they're your political opponent. They should you should annihilate them. You should believe that that you can that your ideas, your policies, are better, and that you. It's just your opponent is an obstacle to you achieving. Right. As a political party, your goal is to make your opponent so politically unnecessary and obsolete that they stop existing. The greatest success of the Democrat Democratic Republicans was making the Whigs wink out of existence. That's your goal when you're a political party. And the Republicans are also fully aware of that because they're constantly trying to annihilate the Democrats. Yes, it's so obvious. Similar. And they have done it. They've, they've successfully annihilated the left. Whereas the Democrats' only purpose is to virtue signal that they're somehow more morally likable or more dignified or more respectable than the Republicans. Not that they have any better ideas or accomplish it. Fuck all. Right. And as you say, Pelosi and Schumer are like, why can't we just have a good game, a, a good fair game, a good match of, of hockey? Where you play by the rules, we play by the rules, we all have fun, we all make money. Yeah, because it's just a game to her because nothing's at stake for her. Right. When she can get an abortion again, maybe I'll, I'll listen to what she has to fucking say. Well, when you're worth, you know, half a billion dollars, you can go get an abortion whenever you want. No, the, the joke is, is that like 80 and has a fucking... Yeah, I know. But, like, her granddaughter Dead is not going to have any problems. Whereas people who are not just heiresses and, you know, the gambling parlor players <laughs> who have succeeded... Um, when those people are living in states that deny them access to basic human rights, 
and force them to choose between, you know, spending $5,000 to go to another place to get a basic medical procedure at a crowded fucking facility when it could have been provided easily in that location. Yeah, those are the people who suffer. I mean, this whole abortion issue that we're dancing around is that it's a fuck over for the, you know, three quarters to 90% of American women who are not wealthy enough to bypass it. Of course, which it's, is the it's real issue. A, it's a class issue. It's a racial issue. It, it, it's it's even more so than just a gender issue. Like this is going to affect. Oh, there are going a lot of poor women are going to die if they don't have access to abortions. That's which is why, to me, it's like the it's like the bail reform problem all right. over again. Which is wealthy criminals just pay the bail and they and they're they're out. It, it's the, the point of having a system like that is to fuck over the working class. Poor people you, who are innocent but charged with a crime languish in jail even though they didn't do anything. If the Roe repeal that they're contemplating goes as projected, they're not going to mandate that you can't get abortions. They're going to allow it up to individual states, which means the poorest, shittiest, most conservative states are going to outlaw it, and the sort of more wealthy coastal states won't. So yeah, you're what, basically just going to even further shit on the people who are already living in shitty poor, poor states. No, I don't know. I didn't read the whole thing because fuck Alito, but didn't he basically suggest they're not just going to make it a state issue. They're going to ban it? Or is no. that not the case? No. Because if if, if if they had the balls of their convictions, they'd say, no, we're, we're doing an actual reversal. We're making abortions illegal nationally. No, I mean, I, I, I don't want to like pat myself on the back because I didn't think this was like that deep an insight, but it's pretty much exactly what I predicted in the fall, which is they're going to kick the can down the road by saying it's a state's rights issue. Right, because that can leave it always as a little bit of meat on the bone to people to fight about and to fundraise about, Yeah, but not and not totally piss off the opposition right. to mobilize forces against them. It gets the anti-woman energy going. It gets the anti-poor energy going. Uh, it diffu- it releases a little bit of steam at the margins by letting the rich and powerful still get their abortions, and it kind of shows their base that they're serious. It kind of it covers everything that they actually gave a shit about. Um, and they get to they get to laugh off people who say we've become a theocratic state who have made it totally illegal. It's like no, we just yeah. made a states' rights issue. What's the big deal? Oh, no, this is you- actually about more freedom. Right? Why are you why are you exaggerating? Why are you pretending we're like Handmaid's Tale? Oh my god! Like they get to be shitty now. Look, individual states should decide whether black people are slaves. It's about freedom. Right. They're doing the fucking Lincoln-Douglas debates again. Like, they're literally doing it again. I mean, I, this the amount of times in which basic human rights need to be renegotiated as if the issue of freedom is whether or not you can deny other people their rights has never seemed to end. Like, it's, it's just an endless cycle in American politics. And it's an endless cycle because we have unelected dipshits deciding it for us, not the actual mass public, who are overwhelmingly against this happening. Oh, man. Aiden, I was just listening to the uh, cyberpunk soundtrack again, yeah. and I've realized something. The, the future of states' rights issues is going to get so bad in America that the nomads are going to become real. Pe- people who are getting fucked over by losing their human rights in their state are just going to just caravan up and cycle around and like do drop jobs and just leave their states because fuck this shit. Could you imagine living in one of these conservative states right now? I, I feel so bad for the millions of people who this is going to affect and the millions of people who just can't leave their hellhole, their personal hellhole that is their state. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's horrific. And, uh, I, yeah, I'm not going to say much more about it, but, uh, there's a lot of reason to be very, very angry. I think, I think we're, 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 we're near a, a breaking point because people, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, whether it's, <laughs> 
a nomad like caravan um from state to state or it's uh you know an increase in everything from suicide to uh domestic terrorism or or whatever case like like i don't i don't know if like this is i think this this is beyond because reverse weight has become such kind of a um a public like a, a, a holy cow such a uh a publicized point sacred cow, yeah. yeah sacred cow sorry of of like a progressive <laughs> i like holy, holy cow man holy yeah. cow it's a hit <laughs> that's what i saw when i saw the don't have a cow man Alito opinion um that yeah it's like it, it, you can't really um anesthetize or sanitize uh the reaction to it it's like this is a true like ripping out from the roots uh of what uh, many people had optimistically assumed would be enshrined forever in America, despite you know a fifty-year uh, federalist society orchestrated attempt to do just that. Uh, I don't know, man. It fucking it's terrible, and it's you know opens the the door again into uh, tons more of fascistic, authoritarian, um, sorry, free state rulings on who yeah. can marry who, private private behavior on how you can interact with other other people have sex you know on this current trajectory by the time i have kids and i listen to that cnn plus loser enough to get someone to have kids with me my kids won't (laughs) be able to fucking marry someone of a different race like that's the direction we're headed yeah i mean this is repealing roe is on par with reinstating segregation like we are, we are basically back into the nightmarish middle twentieth century, when the vast majority of the rights that we now have essentially taken as granted as the reason that America is somehow a civilized first world country, which are all fairly recent, uh, are no longer considered inevitable and sacrosanct. When it's basically just like, oh right, we've failed as a society and a politics so badly that even the things that are the few excuses for why we're not somehow barbarians are falling apart. N- new rule. You can no longer say in the 21st century or it's the year 2020 or year 2022. You can't say that anymore because it doesn't mean anything because there is no teleology to our political progress. Blanket ban now on anyone in America saying in the year 2022 where we can't do that. No, fuck you. We lost all our progress and it's only going backwards. So until we get this fucking shit back in in the right direction, we can't be saying, well, oh, the 21st century. No. We're, as Alex says, we're exactly exactly we're back in the 19th century. We're back in the 20th century, barely. We have lost progress, and we can't save scum to get it back. And again, like the Republicans have kind of been signaling their entire existence, right? And this wasn't a trick. This is where they're going. So yeah, they for us to what? have kind of watched this happen in slow motion as the Austin Powers steamroller crushes our rights. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, at what point do you say? The Democrats have totally failed as a, as a resistance to this, so we either have to switch parties completely, or we need to take non-electoral action to deal with this problem. Exactly, and it's just not—it's not being taken seriously until it's too late. At what point? At what distance was that steamroller? The guy who got run over's fault, yeah, versus Austin and Vanessa's fault, because there's a certain point where the agency switch to who's really able to stop what's, what's coming. That's my point. The, the steamroller has been the Republicans, and we've always known it was coming his way. It was the Democrats who refused to step out of the way. That's why it's their fault. 
And again, you might think like, well, why aren't you blaming Republicans? Like, no, we are blaming Republicans. We just like, accept that. that was we know they're saying. evil, though. Like, the, the only problem is that we're not usually recognizing collectively who all is is evil. We all collectively agree the Republicans are evil. And and there's no reason they would ever change their trajectory. That They're just moving like a predator. Like, that's their nature. But if the Confederacy rose up and said, uh, we're going to maintain slavery forever and secede from the Union, and the North was like, ah, what can you do? Well, then you'd be angry with the fucking North, wouldn't you? Because they're not defending the right and the freedom of people's bodies that they're claiming was important to them. You're more angry at the people who you had any kind of faith in or any kind of hope for or any kind of investment in them doing the right thing right. than the people who are just openly pieces of shit from the beginning. But th this is the tragedy. No one alive today witnessed the, the, the beauty of left-wing populism witnessed devs witnessed fdr in you know in the back room like fucking over billionaires witnessed reconstruction witnessed the convictions that people had to give to expand human rights we just like forgot we're capable of it and we just let the steamroller roll over us because well, we're living in like a tolkien-esque universe where the only good things are like old and they have to like find a relic in a in a in an ancient ruin of rights. You can't like create new rights or defend them or or expand human possibility. Everything's just like I was there, Gandalf, three thousand years ago when we passed human rights legislation. We created the gay marriage right ten years ago or 12, 13 years ago. Like yeah, we can do it. But once again, entirely contingent. Upon unelected people in a non-democratic body to accomplish. Oh, I see that. what you see. I see like codified in law. I we see. did not have a congressional, uh, you know, statute passed. We did not have a constitutional amendment passed. Right. We're just relying on what are essentially the aristocratic, you know, panel. This kind of holdover from feudalism, of these of these, barely removed from like bishops or imams who decide our fate. Uh, what's it called in evolution when there's something like le remnant left over? Yeah, vestigial. Right. They're, they're a vestigial organ of our country's politics. And we have to fucking cut open like a goose and look at its pancreas to see if we have human rights tomorrow. Because all this shit is meaningless. Why the fuck do six ancient people, five of whom are men, none of whom are young enough to need or get abortions, decide whether we get abortions. I just, I don't understand why this is relevant. What, why do 300 million plus people have to listen to these shitheads? We don't have to. We're collectively deluding ourselves to think we do. But the, letting that continue to exist as an institution with the power that it does is wildly irresponsible on the part of our political system. And just saying like, okay, I guess we're going to rob, what, 170 million women of their rights over this? I no, because not all the women... This is apply for. It applies to women in the 16 to. Okay, but it's also going to shut down a bunch of clinics people, that yeah. would also be helpful to them, regardless of their still of birth. Yeah, that's, age. well, yeah, I'm so not totally sure what. There's, there's a lot of problems with this, including things like, as we saw in the UK with like the trans positive doctor, you know, blacklisting, arresting, jailing, or even executing physicians for providing abortions, which is already being con considered in these states that are already licking their lips in anticipation of removing basic yeah, human rights. Charge, all, charging the doctor and the woman with murder. And, and charging know. women with murder for getting any kind of abortions that's, that's, in the first place. Yeah, that's what I'm nuts. saying. I'm saying, want, that's what I'm saying. Charging the doctor and the woman who's getting the abortion with murder. I don't want to mix too many flavors in, into this, but and who's going to enforce all of this? It's going to be the police. Right. I mean... Oh, God, we have, like, abortion ice? <laughs> <laughs> 
in the exact way that they fail to enforce the law against right-wing violence, they'll be gleefully happy. I, I am willing to bet any amount of money to enforce these laws, whatever states are able to, to pass them. And the use of sexual assault and rape as coercion and terror is going to be even more effective when there's the all, all overriding terror of not being able to get an abortion to deal with that problem. I mean, it's and, just, it's just, there's so and, many layers of this being fucked. It's kind of hard to even conceive of. And they said they're going to consider going after contraception next. So you can't, you can't even yeah. talk about it. Like, yeah. All right. We got We got to get off this topic. It's getting too fucked up. This wasn't even specifically a row headline and we still spent 20 just, minutes on it. It's on the brain. All right. Well, let's go with something even somehow more fucked up uh, from Yahoo News. God. A Michigan lawmaker sent a misleading text confirming your child's gender reassignment surgery to solicit donations. So they like accidentally send a personal text to, you know, when you get texts from politicians, like remember to vote in the thing, remember, make sure you register. Yeah. I mean, if I understand what this is saying, and I may very well not this man, they're posing as their political opponents, trying to convince the mass public that their kids are getting uh, elective gender reassignment surgery to freak them out about trans issues. They're not posing as their political opponents. They're posing as doctors. Okay, so they're, they're not making it explicitly political. It's implicitly political. Yeah. Uh, probably explicitly, but just not target, you know, not cosplaying in, in exactly the same way. It doesn't say, like, sent to you by the Republican, you know, office on manipulative propaganda. Like, I don't think they're owning it, right? If no. that's what they're doing. Why did you put this person's head in this? That's, that that's the man who's doing it. That is the Michigan lawmaker. Yeah. He works for yeah. Big Jowl. And the text literally starts with confirmed. Like it's a doctor confirmation about a scheduled appointment. Confirmed. The doctors will be at your house in five minutes to steal your child and change their sex. Your son will be a girl whether you like it or not by eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Wait, Here's the quote. Here's the text message. Confirmed. Thomas. So they have the first name of the, of the people. Your child's gender reassignment surgery has been booked. If you have any issues with this operation, please view the objectives of Biden's national transgender strategy here. And they give a link. Holy shit. I, I know you can just like say whatever, <laughs> but what has Biden done that they can point to that is so good for trans people? I just don't, I don't know what uh, they're talking some... about. Some apparent initiative where it was like they can learn what gender is when they're young. I don't know. Wow. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It... Fucking woke. You can know that trans is a thing when you're not, you know, 20. It linked to a donation site accusing Biden of, quote, forcing five year olds to learn about gender reassignment surgeries, which one is not happening. No one in kindergarten is learning about gender reassignment surgery. They might be learning oh, about like Christ. how to feel about themselves and how to have self-esteem and to figure out what your identity is. But... I guarantee you there are a bunch of five-year-olds learning about what gender reassignment surgery is from watching Fox. <laughs> from their evil parents? Yeah. They're the uh, ones who are fucking screaming it all over the place. Actually reminds me of another article that I was going to use, but I had to cut because of for brevity. Where it was like, the real problems Republicans should should be concerned about is their, their white children, boys learning about white supremacy ideology from call of duty chat rooms. I was like, what the fuck is happening? 
All right, so thoughts about this Michigan lawmaker? Uh, jail? Uh, death penalty? What, what's on the table here? Forcible re- gender reassignment. <laughs> the old the old karma system. Yeah, give the old dick twist. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, how, how many crimes is this, and why will he not be punished for any of them? I mean, it's at least two crimes, right? Impersonating a doctor that you're not. Yeah. Bad taste. Giving grandparents heart attacks <laughs> by choice. Yeah. Can you imagine if this is how doctors actually operated? They're just like, hey, we're reaching out to see. Uh, you want this operation? You, you, we haven't really talked to it in a while. You feel like having some extreme surgery for some reason, generally or, or, or otherwise, just, just looking to see if you want to confirm. Hi, this is your Moyle. I'm here with your infant. Uh, <laughs> press one for foreskin, press two for no foreskin. Please assume the text charging rates are normal for your provider. Press three for more foreskin. You can't right, reach, exactly. Yeah, uh, you can't reach me on Saturday. You know, like Yeah. What a fucking ridiculous this is this is on the level of like, you know, so, some like thick accent calling you about the IRS is after you. Right. <laughs> Sorry, send is, us the five thousand dollars and we'll get right. your death. Like what the the fuck? I, I just don't understand. I don't understand what's happening. Like, this is the intersection of <laughs> bad politics and, like, fraud and, like, Nigerian prince scams. There is no low that Chuds will not go to. This is this is what's so funny about, like, the uh, Michelle Obama, like, they go low, we go high. No, it's they go low endlessly, and we let it fall, happen. Fall on our face. We, we watch it, let it happen, and do nothing about it. Listen, I don't want to cast aspersions upon all all the jocks in the world, but this gives serious CTE played bully vibes. <laughs> it's just so, yeah, it's so stupid. Wait, this is a prank you play like on your friend's sister because you're a dumbass. I would also like to point out, and this is a kind of weird irony, that the whole Florida, you know, legislation and whatnot was meant to cause this, which is you have to inform the parents that their kids are having trans <laughs> issues. Oh, this is Michigan, though. No, I, I understand it's Michigan, but they're they're doing the thing as yeah, a scare yeah. that they're actually advocating for, which is demanding the informed consent of a parent for their child's trans care. So ironically, what they consider a scare campaign is also their desired outcome rather than letting trans people handle their own health. It's, it's a baffling switch switcheroo. Are you saying this might backfire and that some parent will be like, hey, my kid has been acting strange and they have and they have a talk with their kids like, I think I'm actually trans. Like, what do you mean? It's, no, he's just pointing out that like this is the receiving a text about the, the like intentions and, and gender reality of your child is being posed here as like a, a terroristic act. Whereas in Florida, the legislation is is set to do just that make it mandatory for you to receive texts and communications of this nature when they're right. relevant right it's it's unironically doing the thing you're saying this guy's taking essentially what is the florida republican policy and using it as a scare tactic right because he can recognize that it's a, like a terrorist act whereas in florida it's like no that's responsible parenting yeah. well no because even in florida it's bad faith it's they're not saying that's responsible parenting it's the same thing as the heartbeat abortion thing it's it's them forcing you to suffer and like the, be the republican state 
the Republican state lawmakers. They're not acting in good faith by definition. But my point is, they're not saying this is our pragmatic way of getting the par parents involved in the kid's life. This is this is how we shame them. So it, it is also a scare tactic as used in Florida. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it creates a perfect Venn diagram that shows that no, the issue is the existence of trans people. That's the scary thing. Right, because in Florida, it's posed as parents always need to know if their kid's going to make a radical decision. Whereas in Michigan, it's like telling them that it's a radical decision is designed to make them shit their pants. Yeah. I also, like, most of this is going to fall on deaf ears because it's an asinine prank. But I, can you imagine the, like, six people for whom this actually turns out to have been true? Right, that was, my, that was the thing I thought you were getting at, which is some aloof parent was like, hang on. And they go talk to Jimmy. Jimmy's like, I've been going by Tiffany recently. And you're like, oh, huh? Like, I, I, I've not been paying attention to my kid's life, huh? And like, and actually lets them get the surgery. Well, no, I don't mean about that. I just mean like, you know, kills their kid or, or oh. like the most common reactions, which are almost all horrible. Like, because this, this will accidentally probably out a few people by pure random luck. I and mean, that's I horrible on its own. I don't know, because I don't think this is a mass thing. This is just a local Michigan lawmaker. So who knows how much of the state, I mean, the odds are very low that something like that will happen because it already happens very infrequently across the entire world. Yeah. But like, I see what you're saying. That is an insane, both of those are potential outcomes. We're like, this accidentally gets someone the opposite of what. Well, yeah. I mean, if you send a mass text, get the kid killed. If you send a mass text, that's like your girl, your, your daughter's interested in that black guy to enough households, you're going to get someone killed. That's uh, all I'm yes. saying. It reminds me of a true crime story. I was watching recently in which this couple moved into this house with new kids and this other person really wanted to buy the house, but couldn't close the deal. So they started harassing them and made a fake like, yeah. uh, account on the web, on a, on a website. Like I'm a whore come to my house. Surprise me. I like being surprised. Yeah. And like, and like totally fucked with these people's lives. But it, as you say, with these insane unintended consequences, or in this case, intended. All right. Well, this shit was also fucked. Uh, yeah, fuck, fuck this guy. Yeah, do you have his name? Uh, this is this is on par with the fucking Bush campaign saying that McCain had an illegitimate black child. It's it's on that level. I forgot about that one. Uh, Tom Barrett is his name. Fuck him. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Let's see what the experts have to say. This is also from Yahoo. We're closing out strong with Yahoo. Jesus, the, the breadth of Yahoo News coverage. It's bad. Uh, Penn Law Professor, who claims black students are jealous of Western people's achievements. Western people's achievements. There's way too many single quotes. Uh, whines about academic freedom as law students demand her resignation. So this woman's doing like a penis envy fucking insane bullshit about white people accomplishments and is then getting people like you're this is you're insane please stop having a job here it's like but i have the freedom to be insane What's it's just this is just like play stupid games win stupid prizes either she was really really bored and wanted attention and was like what if i did some racism then i'll get attention or she just put her foot in her mouth and is too fucking stubborn to apologize how do you fuck it up this bad when you're like a tenured professor? I don't understand. Like, I, there's you have one job. Yeah, you show you work like eight hours a week and make six figures. And according to her, 
her job is to say things like this, that America would be better off with fewer Asians. You have a fucking slave pool of grad students who do all the actual work for you. It's like the cushiest job you could possibly have. And she's like, what if I said the N-word? I, I just don't, I don't. I'm bored. The fuck? I wish I was privileged enough to have these problems. Being a law professor is an absolute joke in America. Law school in general is, a, is an absolute joke. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, that's really is the question, Alex. I mean, that must be the, the fact, right? It's such a cushy gig that she's uh, wormed her way into that she just got bored and she's like, mm, these people are being a little uppity these days. Time to, let's see, what do I have in my little Rolodex? Ah, yes, this card says, Asians and blacks are bad. Why don't I say that today? She's also doing the race science thing. She's just repping Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She, uh, here's a quote from her. Here's a very inconvenient fact. I don't think I've ever seen a black student graduate in the top quarter of the class and rarely, rarely in the top half. Jesus this is what this Christ. Woman is that's gotta be, that's just a lie. That's, kinda, that's like, well, a... here's, what, here's what's funny. She starts out by saying this is an inconvenient fact and then says, I have not firsthand witnessed this. She, it, she changes flow mid, mid concept. Look, She's everyone like, knows that study. law professors are known for their loose use of language and non-serious use right. of phrases. Here's an inconvenient personal anecdote. <laughs> okay, bitch. Yeah, this is this is horrendous. I just want I just wanted to let you guys know. Well, her name is apparently Amy Wax. Yeah. So maybe she was waxing philosophical. Waxing idiotic. Yeah. But see, this is what's so funny to me about this to me, this connects to the anti-woke thing. Everyone's like, Disney's woke, colleges are woke. Really? Colleges aren't fucking woke. Colleges employ bitches like this. Colleges are the opposite of woke. Colleges pump out demons like uh, Ted Cruz and uh, Ron DeSantis and employ bitches like this. They didn't even cover the more obviously horrible things she said. What's that? Oh my god. In the same line in which she said uh, the outsized achievements bullshit, the country would be better off with fewer Asians and blacks. That's what I, I said. Fewer Asians. I was just. I just that's just that's like genocidal rhetoric. She's literally calling like in slightly modified terms for there simply being fewer minorities. Well, how, I'll say how might that be achieved? The country would be better off with fewer people like her. Yeah, no, no shit. And it's like, it, yeah, it, I mean, this is like the, the, the thrust of, of the truth of things is that, you know, the anti-woke rhetoric so often revolves around the idea that like wokeness is, is suffocating, it's overreaching. But the reality is that way more often people are unprompted either using like implicit and ingrained systemic racism or even, even you know, to an equal degree, stuff like this is just being said by by old cranks unprompted it's it's just blatant out there racism and then as soon as one thing is said uh in terms of pushback or progressive rhetoric it's like look at those look at those woke people always always trying to completely shape how we can talk and the direction of the discourse it's not all like they're just reacting to the um expansive racism that they're forced to suffocate and swim through she refers to black people as the blacks 
yeah, and, that's, is, and is pushed and and she and she says people are going to try to control her speech. I mean, here's her criticism of of people from the left who articulate views against her. Everyone wants to go to countries ruled by white Europeans. She's a race realist. She thinks that the reason those countries are good are because they're quote ruled by white Europeans, not they have bureaucrats who pass good laws and protect human rights, which includes rights for everyone, not just the white Europeans. Like her problem with Sweden is is you know she's not a she thinks that people only like Sweden because it's ruled by white dudes, not because it has like socialist policies. This woman's a fucking moron. Look, being a wasp from you know the descendants of the Mayflower. No, she she's clearly okay, Alex. she clearly got her beware. Uh, has no reason not to be using horrifically racist white supremacist rhetoric, uh, violently targeting minorities. Oh wait, she's Jewish. Of course. Right, oh, yeah. just Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I bow out. I'm sorry for everything I said. No, I'm just saying, like, when I was joking that she was repping Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know how... Yep. Yeah. Because, apparently, while we're still in fucking sniffing distance of the Holocaust, it's fine for Jews to start using white supremacist rhetoric. That's a cool thing to do as Jews. You should just go teach in Israel or something. Yeah, Holy fucking shit. See, now, now people are going to go, oh, we should find out she's Jewish, and Jason said the country would be better off with fewer people like her. Yeah, nothing to do with that she's Jewish, but her evil ideas. How about that? How about this? Maybe the physical realities of you have nothing to do with your ideas. It's the bad ideas I'm objecting to. Oh, she, he said get rid of her, get rid of women. No, it's nothing to the fact that she's a woman. It's that she's a bad person. You know, we had, we had a neighbor who was a Holocaust survivor, and you could still see the fucking number in her arm. And if someone was making these kind of comments, she would have slapped her across the fucking face. It's, this, is just, this is just, it is inconceivable to me that you have that cultural heritage, and you're like, this can't go wrong. Identifying with white supremacy can't possibly be bad for me and mine. I, I, it, it's just, I don't know how this happens. Do better. I don't know what else to say. No, get sacked. Yeah. Get egged. Get egged on. Like it's, it's just so fucking sickening. Join yeah, the it, caravan of it's and poopers yeah. or whatever. I don't. I don't know if it's if it's like you know her experience, you know her upbringing, or if it's just probably more likely the fact that she's an Ivy League professor and thus is probably well off, well connected, and and privileged. Like she has, she has ascended to the upper echelon of interest at a time based on her uh, apparent age from the picture in, in this article it was much less uh, uh progressive than the, the the fact that she's now forced with it with a few people who have been you know pen has been pressured to allow in through affirmative action so that they can tap them around as a as a success story of how forward thinking they are and then you know if they step out of line and don't technically qualify for their affirmative action and crush them beneath the heel of the Rhodes Scholar program. All right, I, I have good I have good news and bad news for you guys. What do you want first? Uh, let's go. I, I mean, the closer we can get good news towards the end so I can go out. Yeah, um, let's do bad. Positive. Uh, all right, bad news. This was only the second worst Yahoo News article. Time for the first, most worst one. Uh, and the good news is we're almost done. And we're going to end on a good one. Uh-huh. Yahoo News. Activists look the other way as black Americans pay bloody price for BLM and the woke agenda. Because the police are beating them up at their protests and rallies? No. I've got some choice quotes. Oh, boy. 
black murders drastically shot up in 2020. Not from getting killed by white people, apparently, but black on black murders. Wait, black victims of murder or black perpetrators of murder? Both. Okay. It's the yearly black on black crime article. And Black Lives Matter caused that? Quote, BLM has no actual regard for black lives at any stage of development. If BLM cared about black people, its leaders and chapters would devote themselves to addressing the cultural issues that have led to generations of black overrepresentation among murder victims and perpetrators. Dr. Carol Swain, a retired professor of political science at Vanderbilt, said. Overrepresentation is a very choice word to describe victims of homicide. This is on the fucking level of the way to make money is to start making it. Listen, um, if you didn't like getting murdered, why are you getting murdered? If you had chosen as a community to stop getting murdered, then you wouldn't be getting murdered right now. This is really on you. And it's definitely not cycles of in- incredible poverty, systemic racism, ghettoization, redlining, Here's police tr- brutality, yeah, not, systemic not all the things rape. The BLMM the BLM speaks out against. No, no, it's... Here's a, uh, another choice quote. No thoughtful person can legitimately blame the pandemic and economic disparities for the rise in black murders. The racial climate in the country coddles black criminals while penalizing police officers who follow law enforcement procedures. We are witnessing the fruits of trial by media that have given us the Ferguson effect, the Floyd effect, and the Minneapolis effect. I can't even think of a name for that one. They each have their own effect. Put this person in jail. I mean, that car's roll, but put this fucking person in jail. They, they, their media has had an effect on me. They should go to jail. <laughs> Do not pass go. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess, as we have learned many times in today's episode, you can, in fact... Go on on a news show, uh, get quoted in, in an article, and just lie the whole time. Yeah, just say whatever the fuck you want. Apparently, like I mean, what? I love these people who think that their enemies are so weak and insignificant that they don't need to even bother to take seriously any of their arguments, but so powerful that they've totally reshaped America in a minute without any of the things they actually want coming to pass. Well, remember all those police that got abolished and defunded. You remember all those fucking, you know, wild reforms to the carceral state in America? I, I just, like, what the fuck actually occurred, tangibly, of any of the political demands that BLM has made? Because I don't remember anything being changed other than, like, a few instances of bail reform that have since been revoked. See, Alex, you don't understand politics. Politics is not about actually doing things. It's about when you signal what you'd like to do, people lose their minds and start murdering each other. Black criminals got, you know, video games buffs from the idea of abolishing the police. Right. Saying the words defund the police turns people into into a rage virus-induced state in which they just start murdering and fucking each other. The idea of black civil rights is like the bath salts required for people to become right. violent murderers a, a, a liberal prosecutor uh lowered someone's sentence and then someone ate their neighbor's face these are correlated events <laughs> I, I, it's just it's it is staggering how 
unchanged this rhetoric is from the pro-slavery rhetoric, which is like you shouldn't even be talking about it because then the slaves will get unruly. Correct. You can't teach them how to read. They are perfectly good and innocent people until you give them any rights or property or, or dignity. Except they're, they have penis envy of white culture. Oh, wait. Yeah. Wait, isn't it white people who steal all the black culture? Oh, wait. Uh, mm, mm. I, I, I don't know, mm. man. Like, th there's so many problems here, and most of them are obvious, but... It's a gumbo of problems. The it's idea the of problems. blaming the black community for being the victims of murder is possibly the sickest thing ever. In a while. It is the black community's fault of getting killed, of doing the killing, of being treated poorly, and of wanting to be like white people. Whatever it is, heads I win, tails and you're black, you're wrong, you lose. And it's just this lot. It's I mean, it's completely absurd. The majority of white people are killed by other white people. The majority of black people are killed by other black people. It's who you fucking live near, you assholes. This is not confusing. All the stu same stupid fucking charts that the like white supremacists point to to try to point out how many black murders are confirm exactly what I just said, which is that people tend to kill those who they know. This is this is whoever wrote this is acting like Colin Kaepernick kneeled so Aaron Hernandez killed his friend. Like yeah. <laughs> even though the, the timeline is backwards, like they're acting like drawing attention to injustice leads to injustice. <laughs> Look, the best way to fight injustice is to never talk about it or try to change it. And pretend it doesn't exist. Police are definitely calling violent black criminals, you know, considering the Floyd effect was based upon cops murdering a man over a hypothetically fake check. I I have to imagine that then that they're treating black people with guns and weapons, even if it's even if it's theoretically holding guns and weapons much better, right? It's probably, they take checks the most seriously, right? Over everything. This it's was a police-adjacent coddling. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. These were probably the three worst articles I've ever seen. And they all come from Yahoo. Tell Hot it garbage. Straight to, the, straight to the dome. This doesn't even say opinion. Fact. I just, who, who wrote this? Uh, is yeah, this, this like is Yahoo in, News editorial? This is in their news section, except ironically... There's a little baby image of a Fox News image. So I think they literally just ripped this from Fox News and posted it on Yahoo. Yeah, I just Googled the headline and Fox News comes up. Yeah, it's a Fox News piece. Yahoo literally stole this, this fascist propaganda, this agitprop, and just put it on their website as news. <sighs> Beautiful. I mean, it, it has the hallmarks of Fox News, which is just, like, stating things as if they are facts with no, like, content. Like, just straight up saying Black Lives Matter has no regard for Black Lives. It's like, well, that's obviously opinion. Like, you can't know that. But they're just asserting it as fact. I, 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 don't, I don't... Of all the things you could, like, steal from another news organization, this is the one? You gotta get this content? I'm Yahoo. I get into the clicks. I don't think I want This is basically down. Russian troll bot farming. <laughs> it's so bad. All right. Uh, let's cool down a little with our final article from Yahoo Finance. I actually read this one a little bit. White House says 20 internet companies will provide effectively free internet to millions of Americans. You want to take a guess what this is? No. <laughs> Biden is saying he's getting a group, getting all the internet service providers together, Comcast, Verizon, a couple other ones, and they're going to give a $30 a month option, 
a bare bones, you know, 100 megabits that everyone can have access to. And they will means test, give you a $30 a month refund to pay the internet company with so that you essentially have free internet. This is the this is the Biden internet related to the Obama phone. Such neoliberalism. Much wow. I just, I don't even know where. Good Did news I, though, right? I, I, what if this goes to the wrong homes though? <laughs> we can't let... Yeah, we can't let we can't let the wrong people have internet. Slow internet. Otherwise, yeah. they'll kill each other. Fast. You want to, you want to talk about perverse fucking incentives? When you make every possible social welfare contingent upon the abject poverty of its recipients, you really are playing into those conservative arguments about wanting to keep people in poverty. How about you just give people things because it's good to give them the thing? No, they have to sign up for the service. It's $30 a month, and who knows what secret bullshit charges there'll be. And so we're putting all the money in the hands of the internet company, and then you have to do a fucking rebate with the federal government every month. Yeah, it's honestly, I mean, you make a good point with the hidden charges. This sounds like more like a trap by the companies to have a, a low cap <laughs> yes, program. Because, because to the whole point of our earlier few articles, because the Democratic Party has sold out to big business, this is the same way Obamacare was just a a windfall for the insurance industry. This is just a windfall for the internet industry, for the ISPs. Well, was this also a Heritage Foundation plan designed to be a handout to corporations? Yeah, Mitt Romney wrote this one too. Jesus Christ. But it's one of these things that when I first read, I was like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, it's means tested. Oh, you have to go through the insurance company. It's not a publicly, it's not a public option. Oh, it's not just free for everyone. Oh. oh. We have the absolute fucking worst of both worlds. Because not only do we basically have no social services, we're still having that, the internet, you know, wiretapped by the fucking NSA. Like, we have all the big brother and none of the big brother's assistance. <laughs> we have if the you're going to spy brother. on us, at least give us the fucking internet. Fuck. At least let me get some, like, you know, pro-gaming in before I go to jail. We have we have an absentee big brother. Like, he won't actually support us or help us, but he'll watch us. Yeah. Ah. But you have to pay $30 for the privilege of being spied But on. don't worry. It's a, it, you, can't, you, you take, you, you know, buy, cut out the little box from the cereal box and, and mail that off, and you get the $30 back. It's a rebate. It's a big deal. It's free. Yeah, free with like eight million uh, uh, little stars. After this was the good one. It's the closest to good news we got. You don't have like an animal story or something. Fuck. Uh, let me check. This might be our first ever live googling. I'm just googling animal news. What the fuck does this mean? Uh, stay with us, folks. Jason's... I'm looking at the dead. Browsing through animals. What kind of animal will he come up with? Write down on your paper next to you what your guess is. Let us know in the comments. Uh, you don't have to have one. If there's, if there's, you don't, here's a, a force one's not necessarily going to work. Here's one from The Guardian. Millions of tons of dead animals. The growing <laughs> scandal of fish waste. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I really want. That's what we were looking for. You did it. You know all those fish that were genociding and like extinctifying? We also were wasting millions of tons of them. <laughs> fish for the fish throne. 
fish fillet. All right, everyone. There's a good one. See you. Get out there and lie to people like all these people are. <laughs> Have fun in hell. I hope you took away the one central message, which is go vote. Vote harder. See you next time. Go enter your gambling parlor. Get out there and get me pictures of Spider-Man. Go have some crypto. <laughs> why, why, why are there like uh, bored Spider-Mans for... They should have got on the NFT craze. All right, see you. Go get your ape slurped. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoy what we do here at the Non-Essential Workers Podcast and you want to support us, please check us out at patreon.com slash non-essential workers podcast or by clicking the link below. For five bucks, you get access to the Patreon feed and twice. That's right, twice as many total episodes. How many more? I'll say it one more time for the back. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks and see you next time.